Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and that place where the greatest minds in the world converge. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse Just Be, the enterprise group Enterprise Your Advantage, UMB Bank, celebrating 50 years in banking and Central University, Ghana's premier private Christian university. Our media partners are the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Business. Today we are back in the engine room with probably one of the most exciting talents to emerge on the music scene in the past few years. A voice that many love to listen to over and over again. Adina is in the house. Adina, good to see you. Good to see you too. It's actually my first time meeting you. It's the privilege is mine, and I have so many yeah. questions I would like to ask you. I can't you. wait. Let's let's dive in. Right. So, I, so we call this program the Engine Room because we want to go behind the scenes to find out much more than people would typically get to know about you. Many people will see the awards, the performances. We want to go back and find out those parts of your story: the the joy, the tears, the pain, the discovery. Tough decisions that undergird who you are today right. to help our viewers and listeners to appreciate the person behind the talent. And mm-hmm. that's what we seek to do with this session. Let's start from let's start from your beginnings. Did you think you'll be a musician? Yes, I always sort of knew as a kid. Um I was the typical child that sang and made noise around the house with uh, milk tins and you know, holding something as a microphone. So I always kind of knew that I was going to be a musician. When you say the house, where, where was this? I know you have you have a multinational orientation. <laughs> That's my own way of putting it. But right. So, so oh, give us an idea about your... This is in Accra, Ghana. Yes. You grew up in Accra. Yes, I did. Um, right. I was born in Liberia, but we had to run to Ghana during the war in 1989. And that's when we came to Ghana, and I've been in Ghana since then. So yeah, uh, growing up in Accra, I was the loud kid, you know, always with the, the sticks as microphones and the milk tins and the, yeah. Do you think the parents um, should take a more serious view of their children when they see them exploring what may look like rudimentary things that may not look so serious? I think so, because sometimes from for certain kids, as early as you know, maybe two, three, they start, you know, they kind of start their journey, you know, so to speak. And if you're mindful, I think as, as parents, they should just be mindful and just be watching your kid. I, I, I'm a firm believer of, you know, if I do give birth and I get the opportunity to be a parent, I strongly believe that it's necessary to focus on what you think your child's interests are and then give them or provide a unique environment to help them hone or like harness whatever it is because that could just be what they were brought into this world to do. Yeah. Did you did you ever at any point consider anything else apart from music? Oh definitely. Even um, though even though I always thought I was going to be a singer, I, I really admired broadcasting. Okay. Did you yeah. try? I mean yeah the only, <laughs> I'm laughing because my only attempt at that was um, going for the GIJ auditions. 
you know, before you can go to GSA, you need to go through an examination right. period, and then I think they interview you. So I think what I went for was the exam. But that was the time that I was doing Stars of the Future, and okay. we didn't really have time. So I was hoping that, you know, I estimated that by a certain time everything would be over, but the people that showed up were so much in the queues, and the, so I had to leave. I mean, I, I tried to ask permission to say, is it possible that I have my interview? They're like, why should we give you the opportunity? They're like, oh, because I have, you know, I'm doing something, such for the future. They're like, well, it's either you're coming to school or you're going to <laughs> So I had to choose. I was forced to choose between, you know, being back at the house for rehearsals and just staying there and forfeiting um, the show. And I had already started and I really love music, so I just left. So that's my only attempt. <laughs> I, I'm sure you, you feel now like being about to say thank you to those who didn't allow you to do that exam. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I had the, chance, the chance to do it, it would still be part of God's plan. Okay. Um, yeah, because every, every opportunity I got in school to maybe lead the group, you know, when we have group, um, group assignments, one person does a presentation. Anytime I got the opportunity, I would do it because I like talking and, you know, presenting and standing in front of people and just... I loved it. So I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll read on CNN or BBC or something. Sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about school. School. Where, where, was, where, where was school? Um, so I went, to, I went to quite a number of schools because we moved around a lot. Okay. But I finished my junior high at Rect Academy. Then I went to Wesley Girls High School for senior high. Then I went to Central University College. Actually, oh, great. For tertiary. And that was where I graduated. So what, 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 what do you do in Wesley Girls? I mean, I know the, the options for... What, what did you do? I studied general arts. General arts. Did you yeah. finish with general arts? Yes, I did. Okay, so you did general arts in Wesley Girls yeah. and you went to Central to do? To do environment and development studies. Interesting. EDS, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So that brought a smile to my face when you mentioned Why? Did Central you University. No, no, oh, no, Central. I, <laughs> I did hear, yes. We are partners on our show. Yes, but, yes. But let's, so let's talk about... So you, you did Wesley Girls, then you did... EDS and Central, yeah. and then from there, what, at what point did Stars of the Future come in? Interestingly, Stars of the Future happened after um, Wesley Girls High School. So right after senior high, right before Central University, you know, I think there's a waiting period, yeah. a few months in between, and that's when I, I went to audition for Stars of the Future. Tell me how it was. The auditions? It was the never... The whole experience... It was like a dream for me because I love music. I've always loved to sing. And every time that I did sing, I had a lot of great comments from people like, oh my God, your voice is beautiful. And so when the opportunity came for me to go and audition, I was excited. And, but more than anything, it was like a challenge to me. I wanted to challenge myself to go and do the auditions, make it through, do the competition and come out as the winner. That was my challenge throughout. And at the show, it was good to have different amazing talents around me because when I'm around, you know, like-minded people or people that have talents, it, it boosts or it helps me to grow. So I love such atmospheres. When I meet people that are creatives, I'm excited because I get to pick something from you. We get to, you know, balance what we have together. So that was beautiful. The whole experience was beautiful. It was magical for me. I was in heaven. Yeah. Were you nervous at some point? Of course. You, I mean, as I'm saying, I was. It was magical. It doesn't really mean that it was like a rose, a walk in the park for me. It wasn't because there were times when I had to deal with my stagecraft 
being confident on stage. In the beginning, you know, all I knew was that I could sing, but I didn't realize that I needed to add, you know, the whole craft of it, being on stage, knowing how to communicate. So I had moments where some of the judges would openly criticize me, like, in the auditorium, like, Adina, you really need to be confident. You need to be bold. You need to stop putting your head down. And, like, I felt like I was publicly shamed, but it was they, those were comments that helped me because, because I didn't want to get that same... Reaction. You were giving hard. Yes, I worked hard. So yeah. So were there points when some of those that feedback now I want to call it feedback yeah. and not criticism. But yeah. Did you feel at some of those points that you probably were going to lose it? Oh yes. There was a time when um, they said to me that I need to speak less, drink more water, find time and take good care of my voice. And so there'll be instances where I'll do a performance. My voice will break mid-performance, but I'll still manage to finish. And the, my fans would be excited and things. But the judges realized that there was something wrong and I needed to pay attention to my voice. So they saw it as me being careless. And that night, I really thought that was, that was it. I thought during um, evictions, I was going to go home because they openly said, listen, you know, we drew ends up Mali. They didn't play with me at all. Those, those are tough. Yes, they were. And I respect them because of how um, far they've gone in the industry. So if people like that talk to you, I actually paid attention. But it got to me emotionally. I was like, God, I, maybe I might not come back next week. Tell me about that moment when, 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 when it was announced that you won. How did it feel? It was surreal. It took me about a month to register that I had won. <laughs> and that's, that's what I'm like. Usually when things happen to me, I think I'm, I have an out of, out, what was the expression? Out of body experience. Out of body experience. Is that, is that what it is? Because yeah. it's like in the moment, I'm going through the motions, I'm smiling, I'm having, granting interviews, but it hasn't really sunk in that this is what has happened to me. It took about a month for me to realize, I was like, oh wow, I actually won the show. What did that do for you? Your, 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 your talent, your craft, your, your, Career, your profession. Mm. What did, what did, what is task of the future do for you? Um, it gave me first of all, it gave me um, some sort of um, an orientation into what I was about to do, and then it gave me some practice, you know. But aside that, it also sets the tone for the rest of the career. It's like it's like it introduced me to Ghanaians as, oh, the lady that wants us to the future. They also gave me opportunities to perform. It's part of the winning package. You're given opportunities to perform on stage, you know, different big stages, like the comedy show in December, Thousand and Something Laughs, you know? Yeah. Those were like big, you know, platforms. So it gave me that platform. So I was supposed to build up after that, which, which I think was pretty amazing. I sit here listening to you and trying to get a sense of the journey right. and the key points that were turning point moments for you. Mm. And I'm thinking of somebody who probably also has begun with with a great talent and, mm. and great aspirations who who didn't get some of these big opportunities and who keeps telling themselves, I'm good, but nobody knows me. Yeah. Can, can you relate to that person's pain, frustration, Yes, I can. Interesting. I can. Um, even though I won Stars of the Future a year, a year before, you know, the year I was entering um, university, my career didn't just start, you know. I thought 
you know, that was it. I was just meant to start doing shows, traveling the world, you know, touring, doing an album. It didn't really go <laughs> like that for me. Tell me how it went. So I was signed to a label okay. and a management team. And we were supposed to put together an album and basically put it out. But my label also took me to another label to work on the album, which means that I grew, like, I, I kind of developed a relationship with that label. So we had an easy rapport. And then issues broke out between both the labels. So now, I mean, the, the ground, as the elephants were fighting, in the ground was the one that was suffering. So they were not ready to release my material. We had to work on new material. It was almost time for the next winner to be unveiled. And I'm just there like, okay, what's happening? I just had one song out. I didn't have a music video. Then the next year, another winner won, and they now took over, started doing things, releasing videos, doing songs with big artists, and I'm still there. Like, So I just decided, okay, my time here is up. I'm going to move to the next label that I, I have a rapport with and see my how far, basically. <laughs> I went there, and they had so many people on the label, and it was like some sort of a cue. You know what it's like. Yeah. If you have a label and there is, they don't have like some crazy fans supporting everybody's dream, you kind of have to wait for person A to reach somewhere. Then there is that money to kind of like balance things up. And I had just one size to the future. Another person had one. I felt like my time, like I needed to start, but I wasn't necessarily the person starting. Some people were in line before me. So it was frustrating. And I told my label head that, you know what? I think I want to leave the label and just figure this thing out by myself and see what I can do. Wow. And that was when I met my current manager who was introduced to me during the competition because he was in the media, Kwame uh, Fache. He was introduced to me at the, the night before the finals. So when I won, he sent a text to say, oh, congrats, I heard you won. He wasn't there. So later on, when I had issues with my people, somehow our paths you know, crossed again. And he's like, oh, how, how are things since you won? How's music? And I'm like, yo, this is, what I, this, is, this is what's going on with me. And right now I'm just trying to figure. He's like, yo, back then you were amazing. I actually remember you had an amazing voice. So what are we doing? Like, what's up? Do you want us to, let's, let's try and work on one song and see how far it will go. He's not going to commit himself and say, like, we are going to work together. But he will just do a song for me, I'll, you know, for all time's sakes. You know, connect me to the right st uh, studio people, and then we'll put it out on radio, and let's just see what the how Ghanaians are feeling about you. So that was Let Me Go, Marvinko. So that it was released as a birthday surprise on my birthday because I didn't know it had come out. I knew it was about to be released, but I didn't know when. So my birthday, they called me. I think I had a radio interview, and they called me, and they're like, "So we're about to release the new thing." I'm like, "Wow!" And then fast forward to maybe months after, I start getting you know, shows here and there because people are like, your voice is amazing. I'm like, okay. So that was when, you know, this was like four four years after I won Stars of the You're Future. Serious. I'm telling you. And in between those four years, you were doing a degree. Yes. So in the beginning, I was going to the studio, like I said, the next label that I went to. I was going to the studio almost every week. I'll go and try and record a song, you know. We'll go there, spend the night, try and figure something out, come back. A song is that. Like, we were... Then when I got to level 200, I realized things were not really... So I just put the music thing on hold. I said, let me focus on my education. And at that time, EDS, we had started doing physics, chemistry, and um, biology. And I didn't study that. I didn't study them as 
um, electives in school. Arts. I did general arts. Right. So I had to take time and Extra make sure effort. that, yes, I was not, you know, failing those um, papers. And luckily, physics was kind to me. Biology was kind to me. Like, we're going to the Pram uh, Pram branch to do practicals, and it was interesting. So I think I just found my energy shifted from the music for a bit to, like, get really into the school. And I did amazing that particular year, and I just picked up on it to say, let me see how things are going. So 2011 was when I met my manager. I was still in school then. And he was like, oh, yeah, so let's figure it out. So 2012, you know, we graduated in December 2012. So October 2012, the song came out. And my very first music video was shot. With the benefit of hindsight, are you glad, <laughs> are you, glad you finished the, the degree? Oh, yes, I am. I am because I wouldn't have wanted my um, career to, like, mess with my, my education where maybe I need to go for classes, but I have a studio session or I have rehearsals or something so I didn't wake up early because we had classes as early as 7.30. And I'm thinking about it now. Sometimes I don't have to wake up for an interview. I'm like, mm, I like my sleep. So I'm glad that I had time to finish with that and then focus on the music. Let me let me let me go back to your multinational stream. Right. So you mentioned being born in in Liberia. Yes. Give me give me the context between South Africa and, and Ghana. Which, oh, South Africa, Ghana. Liberia, Ghana, the triangle. The triangle. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my mom and dad met in in Liberia. My dad is South African and my mom is Ghanaian. So, so that that really sounds so like Adina Tendi in Damzi. No, I like South African names. I was waiting for the clicks. No, I don't know. Thankfully, I know. I don't know how I would have pronounced it. I'm sure I would have pronounced it wrong until I met with my South Africans and they would say, no, this is how you pronounce. I'm like, because there, there was a story there. You know, like, so I was born during, when I was born, three months later, the Liberian Civil War broke out. So we had to figure out, you know, what we're doing. My dad was a medical officer working at like Tamale or something. We were in Accra. And when the war started, my mom could go back and forth to see him in his hospital, you know, back to where we lived, and you know. But then it got worse. Like, remember COVID when yeah. they blocked, we couldn't go to Kumase. It became like that. So it wasn't even safe for her to be traveling with my sister and I. Um, I was a baby, you know. My sister was like two years old. It wasn't safe. So we just, we, we lost touch with my dad. And we heard that there was a ship from, um, for West Africa, it's called Ekomog. Yeah. That was at the, coming soon, so we needed to go towards the, the ports and then board it and come to Ghana. So my mom just had to say, I mean, I can't find him, but let me just, Like, for the sake of our lives, we need to move. So we did. My dad also wrote a letter to whom it may concern looking for my sister, my mom, and I. It got to us later. Somehow, I don't know how. My mom knows the story. So it got to us later. We, we had it in the Bible for some time. We, I used to read it over and over again. So that was it. We lost touch my, you know, we came to Ghana. My mom started a new life. Back then, it wasn't like now that you can get telephone number and call. The numbers we had had expired by the time that, you know, we could actually try to wow. call. So, so you never saw your father again? I never saw him. I mean, as a baby, when he saw me, I don't know. I didn't, I don't remember. I don't have any recollection of him. Um, when you think back at everything that has happened in your journey, yeah. do you get a sense that in all this, God's hand was in it somehow navigating oh. your life? Oh, ask that one, I believe. Because if he wasn't, I would have died in Liberia easily. There were, there were, shooting, there were stray bullets killing people, you know. But you were not old enough to know. But you were but told. My mom told me the story, and she'll tell me how when, when there's um, 
what's it called when they are firing opposite sides because we're passing cross between fire, right. yeah when there's a crossfire and if they see everybody go down right. what she does is put her kids down oh, and she covers like she basically oh. cover us up so that if anything will touch anybody to be my mom and i was a baby and in the night when we are sneaking in between rebel camps i never woke up to cry because my mom said i used to like crying so you learn to keep quiet. <laughs> you didn't sing, you didn't cry. No, I didn't. How, how close are you to your mom? Very close. I would say we're like sisters, but she's still my mom. Like, I still give her that respect. Um, is, but it yeah, influenced by the, the, is it influenced by the recognition of what she suffered for your sake, especially going through the, those rebel camps and those risks to get you safety? I think maybe subconsciously, yes, but all this time without a father around, her choosing us and therefore not choosing not to marry, you know, making sure that we were good in our interests. You know, she knew we were different kids, like creatives, and she didn't want any other father figure to come and sway us from, you know, what it is that God has for us. So she decided she was going to take care of us herself. Through all of that, we just became, she just became my person. Because I never really realized that we weren't, we came from a humble beginning. As in, I knew our house was in a mansion, but at the same time, too, we weren't, like, I never felt the pain of not having. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I understand you. Like, I would have food every day. If we needed new uniforms, my mom would buy on time. We had shoes, we had everything. We would even braid our hair on holidays, you know? So it was only when I finished Gehe. That it really hits me that, you know, I've actually been living this life with just my mom. Because in that moment, I was like, okay, I want to try and do some work while I'm waiting to go to university. Then it really hit me that, okay, this is really the situation at hand. So, so I need to make money what, and what support she my family. She sews. She makes clothes. She's a fashion designer. Fashion designer. Yeah. Do you wear her clothes? Um, I used to back in the day. Nowadays, I picked it up. So I've got a clothing line now called Tenry Republic. Oh, and really? she's the main person, you know, there handling everything. She would ensure that it's cut well, the style is going well. I can just travel and know that my mom is sorting things out back home for me. We actually made this outfit. So, so, so you make right your own clothes? Yes, I do. How many, how many, tell me, how many, how many different talents do you express? Um, I would say it's in fashion and music, but I, I realized that I gravitate towards the arts a lot so i love anything creative i could if i if i i think if i dedicated my time to any creative aspect i could you know figure it have out you tried out acting yes i have tell I, me about that experience <laughs> okay so um i, I used to act when i was in gay i was been part of the drama club executives so we used to do um we did we did a play mrs above for sam i don't know if you know that story Mrs. Abofusi. You know, I'm in France, so I have, I have a, a dozier of gay. Oh, I, I wow. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, um, yeah. So there was my drama club teacher. She took a liking to me and my friends. She noticed that we were interested in the arts, so she encouraged us to do it. So that was the first time, not first, but like prominent, you know, uh, memory in my, in my head. But then I got to do a movie. Um, in 2018, 2017, maybe. I got to do a movie, and I was a star in the movie called A New Flame, which was a, sent, new? a new flame. It was centered around um, the me, the singer who 
found out. A girl who was going to school and wanted to sing and her parents thought edu uh, education was more important than the music. So they kind of like shunned it. And then I found out that I had leukemia and I didn't really have much time to live. So I was like, you know what? I know in this the one film. in the movie, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I, like I, I was like, okay, this is, I don't have much time to live. So I'm going to pursue my thing. I know how my dad feels about it, but I'm still going to pursue. So I kind of went against his wishes. In the, in the movie, I did the the. I started doing the music thing. Well, I got a deal and everything, and found out that he actually also loved music, but he gave it up to take care of like home matters and you know. Yeah. Did you have a hand in writing that movie? Because it almost seems like it was customized for you. I didn't. I didn't. We were approached by um, a gentleman who was in film school in Iceland, and there was a project that he was working on. I think their final project was to do a movie. And when they brought it to my management team, we thought it was brilliant. We thought, like you said, it seemed like it, were, it had been tailored to suit me. And I think my, it did. Apart from the sickness part. But yeah, so it was it was beautiful. This is Springboard Adventure University. Tonight I get to I get to learn from Adina telling the story of her life from the very beginnings and I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking of the crossfire and the bullets and the, and the mother coming <laughs> here and just crawling to it. It's just such a very beautiful story about, about the joy, the pain, the tears and those moments when you think, Eureka, I found it and then mm -hmm. you go back to four years more in the wilderness yeah. but you get to learn uh, and do a degree and come back and realize that it's all part of God's big plan. When I come back from this break, let's find out now that she had broken through what next the awards year after year and who she has become as a result of her victories please don't go away kojo korea i tried the billy goats i am sending you this whatsapp audio because you are the group admin did i not sit in the same class with you as it took the group more than three months to contribute only a thousand CDs for me. When it took just one week to contribute the same amount for Nana. looking A situation like this can be avoided. Sign on to Alumni by Enterprise Life. Designed for members of all students' associations. You decide a fixed amount that covers the lives of members, their spouses, and two adult relations. Say bye-bye to unequal welfare contributions with Alumni by Enterprise Life. It's possible. Charlie, call Daniel on Zero two four six three seven three six five three or Karen on zero five zero one six two seven three six one. Dream big with us. Enterprise your advantage. <laughs> mm. When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you and the whole world awaits you don't go alone go with us everywhere, everywhere you go. go Aquaba 
UMB is proud to offer you the best business solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. We are committed to making you to become number one in any sphere of business or enterprise you are pursuing. With our experience in growing some of the biggest SMEs in Ghana, we can support you become the business leader in Okaishi, Suami, Abusokai, or any of the SME enclaves in Ghana with our SME solutions. Our latest SME loans allows you to take a loan backed by the value of your cash flow and inventory so you can increase your trade efficiently. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches now. UMB Bank you first. Welcome back to Springboard Investor University and to this amazing conversation with Adina unpacking the story of her life. This is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTM Pulse. Just be the enterprise group, enterprise your advantage. UMB Bank celebrating 50 years in banking and the Central University, Ghana's premier private Christian university, where Adina went to study EDS. And that one alone cries is a a big endorsement. Our media partners are the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Communications Group. I'm just excited about the, the story of someone finding herself very early in life and the, the twists and turns along the journey to get to where she is right now. Let me, let me find out from you, Adina. Composition. Mm. One of the most, the parts of music that I'm very curious about. When do you get your inspiration? Is it at dawn? Is it when you're walking? When you're, I mean, how does it come? How do the songs come? Inspiration comes at any time, any time at all. There's no fixed, I know there's some people that have unique um, times, but I get inspiration from any and everything. It could be from this interaction here. Maybe something will be said that will resonate with me even after I've left. That can, you know, spark something. So what, when, when, when it hits you, what do you do? You stop, start writing? What do you do? Do, yeah. do you get when a melody? Idea, How does it come? When the idea hits me, if it's a story, if it's like something, I'll just write it down. Whatever it is that I hear, I'll write it down. And if it's a melody, I'll just record the melody on my phone. So that when it is that I'm in the studio, like working on a, on a song, I could just, you know, get it, go into my archives and pull it out. Yeah. And then later you begin to unpack it and, and yes. then it, yes. it gets a life of its own, gather your team and then just put flesh to it. Yep. Which, and I know this is a very unfair question to ask, but I'll still ask <laughs> you, which one was the song that you, you feel literally carried your life? Maybe based on what time, what you were going through at the point or, or something about that song meant more than just the song. Which of your songs has history? I mean, that's easy. Tell me, which one? It's two, actually. There are two songs on my album. One is Daddy's Little Girl, mm-hmm. which talks about, like, the fact that I never saw my dad and I always wanted a relationship with him and some of the things that I really wish I could experience. The song is very self-explanatory. Like, once you mm. listen, it's very expressive and straight to the point in terms of message. Um, and it's my life through and through. Mm. Literally a dream that I had, you know, that I had to, where I had to write a song and I decided to put those, you know, similar words in there. So I told the story to the team and we just kind of made it poetic and it became Daddy's Little Girl. I was really honored when it won um, Record of the Year because of who the song, like I dedicated the song to my father, my late father that I never got to meet. 
And I also obviously did it for people that never got to meet their dads. Even people that have fathers who are alive, but they don't really have a relationship with them or people that lost their dads. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a bit of a broad um, subject. So for it to win something like record of the year, I was like, this is the ultimate salute to my father. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That would be the song. The next song is Shazam, which talks about, you know, life issues, which kind of reminded me of some of the things that my mom went through. She's telling us the stories of how she um, was able to get food and things on the table for us. Like, we didn't realize it because she made it look so easy, but she, when we were growing up, she would just sit us down and say, you know, at this point in my life, I had to go here and here, maybe walk to a client's place to deliver their outfit before I get money for you to come and get your morning um, uh, money to go to school. You know how when you're going to school in the morning, you need to give your kids, yeah, that money, you know. She has to go and do delivery of outfits, get the money, and then come before. And she did it so early that by the time we were ready and, you know, dressed everything up, everything was fine. Everything is there. We have breakfast. We have, you know, we're like, okay, mom, I'm going to school. Bye. But we didn't know what, you know, she went through. So Shazin also kind of, you know, touches on my fancy. life. Yes, she is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've got a or your fancy part. Yes, I'm a yes, fancy yes. man, so I can understand the, yeah. the words. I mean, my in my album, she did the whole um, appellations thing. You know what they do for chiefs before they... Yes. Yeah, so she kind of did it as the first song to usher people, listeners and, and into the album. And that was the song Arab Awards. Yeah, it's called Senua. Senua. Senua did it. I was going to try and sing, but let me not, let me not spoil the show. <laughs> so, so, so oh, sing the one and let me hear. Um, so, should I say what my mom said or I should just sing the song? No, no you're asking your mom's part, it's exclusive to hear it. Yeah, but, okay, cool. So, so it's basically, you have yeah. an, an absolutely beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. Do you do you subscribe to the notion that everyone has a talent from God? That I'm I, 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 I'm a pastor. I'm sure you know that by now. But yeah. and um, in the book of First um, Corinthians seven seven, Paul says, "I wish everybody were like me, but I recognize that everyone has their proper gifts of God. One after this manner, and the after the other after yeah. that." Do you? Subscribe to the notion that everyone has at least one thing that God gave you that sets you apart. Oh yeah, I believe that. So why why can't they find this and become another Adina? <laughs> um, they just need to, you know, the, the things that we do, like be you being on TV, me coming to sing, they are the flashy um, gifts mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, when people are thinking talents, they think, oh, music, um, you know. Being a star, that's the first thing that comes to mind. They don't realize that they have other unique talents. It could be in how you negotiate. That could be your true gift. And if you um, harness it properly, it could put you or put you in a very important position. You might even be negotiating for the whole world, you know, if you look, you understand. But people don't really, they just, they get distracted by the loud and flashy gifts. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense. I understand you perfectly. So So that's the first thing they look to. Instead of them to look deep within to find what their actual gift is, to them, a talent is being able to sing, dance, 
being being a star, being a movie star, you know, that's the first thing that comes to their mind. They don't realize that maybe knowing how to do business properly is your gift or um, math is your gift or do you understand? They you don't to find that it should look within. They should look within. They should stop getting distracted by what we all know. That's the easy one. Everybody knows if you can sing, that's your gift. But those that can't sing or rap or act, they have something. They just need to look for it. But to them, because they can't sing, rap or act, they don't have a talent. Let's talk about awards. I mean, I mean, for a musician, awards, whether we, we like it or not, are almost like the ultimate and i'm checking you out yeah. and i'm realizing that 2017 was good you won yeah. a couple of them then 2018 mm. but 2021 was almost like the breakthrough year it just yeah. kept, kept coming left right center oh, yeah. <laughs> tell me about those years the awards and winning it back to back in different years um i mean we like i started you know telling my story we started this thing i mean i won stars of the future i was ready to strike ready to do and things took took its sweet time <laughs> to get where it got to. So I just I just kept, you know, giving it my all every time. Um, so one day they decided, you know what, whatever it is you've been doing is worth, worthy of um, an award. Okay. So here you go, because I've been, I had been submitting. It wasn't that it was the first time that I'd submitted um, for the awards. So finally, they just thought it was the right time. And I think, like you say, it was God's unique, you know, even the times that I won the awards, the years after that I didn't win, that I came back to win, I believe it's all God's grand and unique design. Yeah. What did awards do for you? Oh, it just made me feel like, okay, everything you're doing, you know what you're doing. Like, you're, you're on the right track. Keep going, you know, keep pushing. Yeah. I, I, I want to play a, a few seconds of Daddy's Little Girl because I, I just... I just... <laughs> I just am thinking, I'm thinking yeah, a few seconds just to just to contextualize those moments when you remember where you're coming from. Yeah. Interestingly, for for listeners and viewers, they didn't see this, but during the break, yeah, you were watching your own videos and you were tapping your feet and you were like, <laughs> yeah. like ah, but you sang it <laughs> and you were telling me that you don't watch your own videos. No, no, not as much. No. Why? I mean, when it comes out, it's a project. That's that's just my way. I was going to say it's an artsy thing, or but I wouldn't say it for everybody because some people like to watch their videos. So when I do something, when we put together a project, I put I mess myself into like I've given my all, and once it's out, I'm nervous. I want to see what the world has to say or how they feel about it or how people connect. And once those kind of um, reviews come through, I'm good. Like I'm so good. After watching it, once it comes out, I don't even want to watch it again. Really? Yeah, it's like I've moved on. But you look surprised when you're watching your own music. And, and That's you're what like, I'm oh, saying. It's a nice video. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you sing. And you I know. I'm like, sometimes I forget that, you know, we've done something amazing. We need to go back on YouTube to remind ourselves, basically. <laughs> right. How, how, but how many songs have you done? Oh, wow. A lot. A lot. Even before I did my album, I had about eight or nine songs. To my name. You mentioned Kwame Fachi. Yes. And I'm just thinking, wow, if he hadn't appeared at the time he appeared. God I, I brought him there. Simple. It was God because if it wasn't God, like, I mean, I know he would have maybe had another plan or something, but it was just God. For, for, for anyone listening to you out there and listening and saying, Charlie, I am 
trusting God. I'm, I'm working hard. I am, I am, I am believing. You are saying that there's that moment where God sends somebody your way and almost like an angel. And, yeah. And if you, so what happens if you, if you miss that moment? Listen, now I'm, you, the pastor, will have to give us counsel. Because I do know that there are moments when we miss our blessings. Right. But when you do and maybe you realize it, you can just pray to God. Apologize to this one. I'm sorry, I didn't see. But I'm positioning myself again. Please bring somebody my way. That's how I'll go about it anyway. Because I think God is always giving us, you know, things that we need to, to, to meet, to go to where we need to go to. We just need to open our eyes. Sometimes... You just need to attend that event. That, that person is going to be sitting next to you and you wouldn't know. But something will come up, you will become aware of that. Like, avail yourself so God will bless you, you know? Yeah. Have you, have you, do you say no sometimes to opportunity? Yes, I do. What, what, what makes you determine which door is a good door for you and a bad door for you? I rely heavily on intuition. Tell me about intuition. I mean, I... You can, you know, sometimes with intuition, you can't really put your finger on why you shouldn't, but it just doesn't feel like the thing to do. And I'm blessed to have like a solid team. My people are very um, um, experienced. So sometimes for a deal, because they've done it so many times, they know where it's going to go and how, you know, it's such a terrible idea. But even beyond that, personally, if my spirit and spirit don't. There's something that feels weird about the move. It's, I can sense it, and I think it's God's way of just really, really telling you, hey, you know, I feel like, because sometimes before you do something that you're not supposed to do, you have, it's, it's almost like the, the silent voice is screaming in your ear, because you just know it. It dawns on you so strongly that no, but you're still going to so, so you've mentioned the God of a second chance and you're saying that even when you miss out on what should have been your blessing or your opportunity and, yeah. and you talk to God and say, I'm sorry, and yeah. God is able to, to give you Yeah, because he's not, he's not petty. He's not some... When you're you are fighting with us, now, no. You know, I believe that he's kind. And at the end of the day, he wants your best interest. He was giving you that first option to help sort you out anyway. If we missed it and we're like, God, I'm sorry, this time we have been having every again. I think he will he will look after you. Do you. Have you ever met somebody who told you the impact your music had on them and yeah. you felt like this is what I was born to do? Yeah. Tell me about that. Okay, so I did a song called Too Late and it just talked about being in a relationship where the person took you for granted and so you're 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 walking away. And I just, I mean, I felt like it was a very important topic because sometimes walking away is so difficult. Even when you know that a thing is not good for you, you still want to stay. And so I met a lady at the mall one time, randomly. She just walked up to me. She was like, Adina, you did this song called Too Late. And it just came at the right time in my life because I was in a terrible relationship and I really needed to walk away. And the song gave me some confidence to be able to do it. It was almost as if I was cheering her on and saying, you go, girl, leave that relationship, it's not going to help you, you know? So she felt like she gathered the courage to just walk away. Um, so yeah, that was for two late. And that was just one in so many um, examples. That what what I, does I it do for you when you get such feedback? It makes me feel like, yes, we are doing the thing. Mm. Because for me, I always want my music to impact uh, or impact people positively. 
or just connect to you. I want. I feel like if I have something to say, I should be able to put it in a song. And I always try and make sure that what I'm talking about is also very relatable. So that you can, if you ever needed a soundtrack to your life, <laughs> you just fall on my music and it will just keep you going. Because music has that power to like just keep you going. Give, it, like I said, it gives, it gives you some confidence. Sometimes you're working out and you're feeling lazy and you start putting some fast music and the beat and everything. Before you realize you've done your sets and you're like, ah, it's Marie. You know, music has that power. So every time I want to be able to reach people. So when, I, when they come back to give me the reviews, like this is this is what we're doing. We thank God for life, and we thank God for the ability to actually go that far. Because a lot of music, some people will try their best to do it, and it will not land the way they want it to land. So I'm happy that I'm I'm privileged to hear such reviews. Another song is Daddy's Little Girl. You know, I had a lot. Of I promise to play ideas. a few seconds of yeah. that song. So, so hold on, let me. Come, <laughs> when I when I come back from this, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be asking you. I'm going to be asking you about about that person looking up to you and saying, right. you know what, I envy you. Oh, wow. And, and, and speak to that person and give them hope. Because you can relate to them better than anyone else because of stars of the future. Yeah. So, so, so listeners and viewers, just, just take a few seconds of Daddy's Little Girl. And, and, and I love the dedication to, My dad. To, to your dad. It's just nice to hear someone celebrate their dad and you celebrate both your dad and your mom your dad yes. who's passed on and your mom who's alive yeah and and i love that one so over to you a couple a couple of seconds of the song daddy's little girl <laughs> songs do people relate to the most this is the ones that are the ones that are hot the afro pop ones or the ones that are emotional and 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 so i guess it depends like, because too late was um a bit of an up tempo i would say mid tempo um but still it was like a jam and people related to it so it doesn't really matter it just is the message so the lyrics are, are important yeah they are so for anyone who's thinking about going into music, your lyrics are, are key. <laughs> no, nah, but that also depends on the sort of artist you want to be. Because there are artists who just solely entertain, and it could, they could just be saying, you know, gibberish. But it's part of the plan. That's their brand, you know, description. So we, you don't all, all have to come and be like an Adina. Right. And the same you know, lyrics that, you know. Let me ask you about collaborations. You've, you've done different stuff with different artists. Give me an idea yeah. about some of the collaborations you've done and and the, the, the diversity of collaboration? Um, I wouldn't say diverse because I think most of the collaborations I've done have been with guys, but it's, it is diverse in terms of genre. That's, that's, that's what I meant, okay. the different kinds yeah. of music that the different yeah. people do. Okay, so I did a song with a Chami Kwame called Love Lockdown, and it was very different from... He wrote a book about that. Yes, he did. Uh, so it was basically about him and his relationship with his beautiful wife, Anika. And that was... Yeah. Very, very good friends of ours. Ah, see, we're family. Yeah. 
Um, so that was different in terms of genre and, you know, just the type of music that was playing on the radio. But then I also did songs with, I say songs because I have like three songs with Kwame Eugen. Kwame's also been here. Yes, ah, amazing. Um, yeah, those have all been nice Afro-pop vibes. Um, I've done a song with Sarkoday Makoma. Um, timeless. That's people say it's a timeless song. Not me that said it. <laughs> I also done a song with Stoneboy, who's a reggae um, dancehall artist, but that was an Afrobeat song. Um, who else can I done a song with? I've done a song with Keke Fusu. Okay, that's the yeah. And we did a lovers rock song, like lovers rock genre. Um, yeah, I've done I've done a lot of. For those coming up, for those, and not necessarily for you, but for those who are trying to find their space, do collaborations help throw light on your work? It will let people turn and look at you and say, oh, who's this person? But it doesn't necessarily mean that they will listen to the song. I think a lot of people kind of feel like it's necessary to do the collaborations when you're new because people automatically listen to the song. It might just put you in their playlists, but if they do listen to the song and they don't like it, You've even shot yourself in the foot. Mm. So it's a blessing and a curse, but I wouldn't lead with it if I was a new artist. Okay. You need to, you know, sell yourself first and then invite people to share your talents with you. Let me, let me go to the, 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 the thing that has been on my mind, this whole conversation, that the trigger point, if I may respectfully say so, the trigger point, the beginning, the tick-off, the springboard to your career was Task of the Future. Yeah. So... And, and the nature of that program or that, that kind of exposure is such that if you were a raw talent looking for opportunity yeah. and you got that and you did well, yeah. it shot you or catapulted you into, into the big league, yeah. more or less. Yeah. So let's talk to somebody who is at that stage where they are trying to find their space and they're, they're like, Charlie, I wish <laughs> I was another Adina. What do you say to them? I would say keep the hope alive because even when you become a star or when you've you know, release something and you're known, you still kind of need that hope from the beginning. The hope, the drive, the passion. These three things are going to, you know, keep you going. So keep it alive because that's what will help you to find the big break, which will further now propel you into other things. And even when you think you are there, you still kind of need the hope. The hope, the passion, the drive. The drive. Three words. Yes. I'm going to come back to you to wrap up on, on the show, but let me tell you, let me tell you what I've learned from you. I, I, I told this is a virtual university, so let me is tell you, it? I have 15 lessons from you. Wow. That's huge, huge. Okay. The hope, the passion, the drive. So you spoke about broadcasting, about your beginnings. Yeah. And, 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 and playing with milk things and trying yeah. to sing in yeah. your childhood. And you think parents must pay attention to their children's yeah. interests and talents at an yeah. early age because... That's where it all begins. Yes. The second point is about broadcasting. You see, at, at some points in your life, you found that you loved it and you yeah. were interested in presenting and you actually auditioned or yeah. went to an audition at, at GIG and only had to leave because yeah. it was rehearsal for Stars of the Future. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so it couldn't happen. The third is about education. You mentioned the schooling at Wesley Girls and then studying general arts and yeah. then also going on to Central University to do environment and developmental studies yeah. and the fact that your education is a very key part of your professional journey. Yes. The fourth is about stars of the future. You say it was like a dream for you, it was magical, but yeah. also nervous at some point. Yeah. And you mentioned the tough feedback from, from, from the judges. Yeah. 
and how it helped shape your career. And even after you won, it took about a month to register. <laughs> yes. The fifth was about winning stars of the future and how it literally changed your life, put you on platforms, made people notice you, yeah. and how you got caught between different labels mm. and that stalled your development for a couple of years till yeah. you met Kwame Fachi uh, as a turning point. That part is so real. The mm. fact that the potential can be there, but um, a wrong management move or yeah. a wrong a wrong partnership could really yeah. uh, put them on hold. Yeah. The sixth one was that very sensitive one about the Liberian War, the crossfire with your mom escaping to safety yeah. between rebel lines yeah. and she covering you and your sister. Yeah. So what, what, does, what does sister do? Oh, my sister works at a media house. She's into marketing. So she's a marketing... Give her a shout out. Shout out to you, Winnie. <laughs> her <laughs> name is Winnie? Yeah, she's called Winifred Barber. Now she's married, so she's, her name is Mrs. Jekoto. So right. shout out to you, Winifred, Mrs. Jekoto, my yeah. big sister. Yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the <laughs> Best friend for life. You know, Ekofi, who has so at least at least give her a shout out. So 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 talking about starting a new life again without seeing your dad, and that's the librarian world point. The seventh is about your mom and, and you recognizing what she had to do for you to make you who you are yeah. and how that connects you very much and the fact that you created a clothing line and she helps you manage it. Yeah. The eighth is about talent and you say apart from music, you you love fashion and then you also did acting in Gehi yeah. and then went on to act in a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie called The New Fame, yes. which literally, in part, told the story of your life, apart yeah. from the sickness part. Uh-huh. But, yeah. <laughs> the ninth is about inspiration. You see, your songs come at different times, and if it comes to the story, you write it down. If it comes in a melody, you record it on your phone, yeah. and then go on to develop it. Yeah. The tenth point is about songs that tell your story. Mm-hmm. And you see, that is Little Girl mm-hmm. was one such song about your dad and what could have been, and you yes. dedicated it to him. Yeah. And we're very, very honored when he won the, the award the for song it was a song of the year record, of the, record year. of the year right record of the year and then you see another one was Shazen, which talked about your mother's struggles, struggles. Yeah. to give you the quality of life that she, she gave you and that's also very special to you yeah. then he talked about the fact that everyone has a talent mm-hmm. but they should not just look at the the flashy, flashy ones <laughs> and then the, the rap yes. and the the ones that's the dance yeah, ones, the, ones that, the ones that we know the, easy the blame ones, the ones yes. they should look within themselves and yeah. they could find negotiating they could find business and that could be them and, yeah. and, and that's as good as it is the the 13th no the the 12th is about awards mm. and you said you kept working and submitting until one day you were considered for an award and yeah. that was the beginning and many more came yeah. but in all this you said you felt it was god's hand steering the affairs yeah. of your life the 13th is about a God of a second chance. You see, even when there is a moment and you miss it and you honestly tell God, I'm sorry, and you ask him yeah. if he would help you yeah. and navigate you again. And that's very powerful for somebody who's made a mistake in life and says, so is that all? And you say, God yeah. will give you another chance. Yeah. And you say, God is not petty. I, I like that yeah. one. <laughs> it's not like us. It's not like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. The 14th is about intuition. You see, some, you, you rely very much on intuition to make decisions. You can't figure it out, but you just yeah. know what to do and what not to do and when to say no. Yeah. And your team also helps you yeah. in making these decisions. And yeah. if your spirit doesn't connect, you don't do it. Yes. But the final one that I think is very special is about 
the impact of your music. You talked about too late touching somebody's life and they're walking up to you to say, you spoke yeah. to me and helped me make a decision. And you say, these are the moments you live for. Yeah. And and it, it means more to you than just the song. It's mm-hmm. about life and impact. Yes. I think as you wrap up today, my song, 15 seconds a cappella being here from Pun. Tell me something. A great song. Hallelujah. You know, I've been waiting for your blessings, Jaja. You know, yeah. Even you, I follow. It's because of you, I know they fear tomorrow. Yeah. Ah, I see. The money, know they flow, raise them. Even when things be slow, praise them. Make your hunky show, raise them. And let the blessings overflow. Then when you know they slow, raise them. Even when things be slow, praise them. Make your hunky show, raise them. And let the blessings overflow, yeah. Ah, hallelujah. Hey, oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I didn't want to say a big thank you to for making time here on Springboard at Bachelor University and the debate will continue about these 15 very <laughs> special ideas. And what we can say is to ask for God's blessings upon your work. Amen. And may the years ahead be even more beautiful. Amen. And may your talent enrich not just your life, but the world at large. Amen. And next time you come here, let's talk about many more conquests amen. and many more yes. exciting things that you've done. Yes, amen. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. It was beautiful and very impactful. It was let's, refreshing. Let's, let's do this again. Yes, let's do it. Let's. Definitely. <laughs> so this has been Springboard of Virtual Investing in the Ancient Room with Adina, unpacking a beautiful story. My name is Albert Okran, thanking you all on behalf of Team Springboard, led by Comfort and our partners, MTN Pulse Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, Central University, where Adina went, the multimedia group, and the graphic business. On Tuesday, Adina's story, page 18, graphic business, the full transcript, buy it, read it, share it, and let's tell the world the story that just keeps on giving. So we come away again next week. My name is Albert Okran, saying God bless you.
Dear best son, I'm so mad 
Magani ayanka, Mayani ayanya, Adama jati musa, Embuza bimbedi asasina, Tachiramambo ya wamukuo, Nkoto ke gufom, Esa dansa yem, Fachemio, Fachemio,